This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hi, everybody. It's Eleanor Dooley, and we are in the the third week of the new year. And I wanted to share with you this week a webinar or an excerpt from a webinar that I did last week for my hormone happiness community. What I wanted to talk about was the different aspects of our lifestyle that affect our hormone health. And this can seem obvious, but there are some real factors that we kind of ignore and don't pay a lot of attention to that when patients come into my office, we kind of have to go back to the foundational stuff. So being that I have been repeating this for many, many clients, I wanted to kind of put it out there for everybody to hear. So you can get a back to basics lesson about what you're doing every day in your everyday life that is changing the way that your body makes hormones. So this is a excerpt from that webinar. So it's a little longer than my usual podcast, but I think it's really important for us to go back to basics. So without further ado, here you are. I created this today because I wanted to share the basics about women's hormone health so that you have a better understanding of what is actually happening when you experience symptoms and what is going on in the body, and more importantly, what you can do about it. So just a little bit about me. I've been in the nutrition and health coaching world for about 10 years working with women, trying to better their symptoms and figure out root causes and help with healing. I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I am a proud military veteran. I served six years in the Navy as a surface warfare officer, and I currently am a podcast host and also work as a functional nutritionist in private practice here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I am still working on my own hormone health and my own hormone balancing as I go through the process of understanding my body, the more I discover, the more I share. So I am also sharing this journey with you in looking for root cause and rebalance. I am also a busy mom of three and I have two golden doodles as well. When I'm not working in the private practice, I'm working from home. So living that family work balance can you know, create its own challenges. So I'm sure each and every one of you have your own story of busy lives. But today we're coming together to talk about hormones, how hormones impact your body, emotions, cognition, energy, and pretty much every thing that you feel in your body is a result of hormones. And there are lots of things in our daily life, in our diets, in our worlds that affect the way that our hormones are being made in the body, being used and being detoxed. 
Those are the three major functions that we're going to focus on today because that is the information that tells us what is going on in the body. And if any one of those processes is not happening optimally, then that's where we can hone in and figure out how to make that better and how that is going to improve the way that you feel. So if you're here, you most likely can identify with one or more of these symptoms of being quote hormonal. In our society, when we talk about being hormonal, for the most part, we're thinking of that extreme fatigue, that middle of the night insomnia that so many of us experience between, you know, that two to 4 a.m. and maybe, maybe not falling back asleep after that, which influences that brain fog that we get when we wake up, not being able to focus, feeling very apathetic, not really being able to feel joy in the things that you enjoy in your life, which leads to anxiety and depression. Um, mood swings are common, migraines, and PMS, menopausal symptoms. We all know what those classic symptoms look like. And also digestive problems. A lot of women that come into the practice don't realize that there's actually a connection between digestive distress, things like acid reflux, constipation, diarrhea, and their hormone health or their period. So when we're talking about hormones, this goes far beyond the surface level of sex hormones, your period and fertility. We're talking much deeper physiological changes in the body from metabolism to energy, your cortisol and estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. All of these are the names of the hormones that I specifically look at to be able to connect the dots on your mood and productivity and making the connection between how the hormones are made in the body, what they're doing, and how they're detoxed through the body. This also lends itself to the creation of body fat. Why does your body do this? You know, we've been told forever that it's because we're eating junk food, but that's actually not the reason that your body makes body fat or not the main reason. So we can explore all of these different things when we're talking about hormones. So how did we get here? Well, today we're going to explore the five different ways in which our hormones become imbalanced and each one of these is a different way that you can interpret how that manifests in your life. So often we miss signs early on, even from early teen and adolescent, when we first get our period, you know, we're kind of set up to be told that our period is supposed to be awful and it's just something we have to put up with and grin and bear it rather than the narrative of it's symptoms of your body telling you something's off or something's going really well, like you are taking care of your body. So these are the different factors that influence your hormone production, the use of your hormones and the detoxing. So we talk about stress. We talk about chronic stress that is always there and acute stress that happens sharply, fastly after it's healed, it goes away. So there's two different kinds of stress. We talk about deprivation dieting and controlling what we put in our mouth. 
this has been the narrative forever for women in our culture. And it goes hand in hand with exercise, really not understanding the need of movement in the body and the amount and the, the pressure that's put on your body. We have illnesses, inflammation, and infections that also affect how our hormones are made, used, and detoxed. And then, of course, the interruption of our natural systems with medications or synthetic chemicals that really influence how our brain perceives our safety. So that's what we're going to get into today because each one of these different topics can be applied to different areas of your life. So the current model of support that we get when we go to the doctor is typically blood work. You will be offered a blood panel and it comes back and your levels are high or low and you get medication or you don't. That's how we roll in our conventional medicine model. The thing with blood work is that it extracts blood for that certain moment of time. So it doesn't tell us the creation, the use, and the detox. We don't know where in that cycle this blood was being taken, what time of day, what day of, of the cycle that you're in. And that's really important information for us to find out if it is high or low. It doesn't look at patterns because it's just one moment in time. So that's really the missing piece when we're talking about hormone testing. If you've gotten blood work, for hormones, which most of the patients that come to me, that's what they're dealing with. It misses the full picture. You only get one snapshot in time and you don't know which part of the snapshot you're looking at. Most doctors, they're taught to treat the symptoms. So if you come in with a symptom, you're going to walk out with a solution to get rid of the symptom, not get to the root cause of why the symptom is happening. That is just how the model of our healthcare in America is set up. Medication doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't address the reason the problem is there in the first place. It just mitigates the symptomology that you're having. If you think about it, medicine is a business and they don't stay in business if you are healthy. So what affects your hormones? So we're going to dive into the five different pillars of influence on hormones. And the first one is stress. So stress in the body, we talked about the chronic, the everyday stressors, and then we talked about the acute. So when we're talking about stress in the body and how our body activates our nervous system, we're in a fight, flight, and freeze status. It means our nervous system is activated. We are in a hyper-aware state. And it's very expensive for our body to stay in that state. We have to make a lot of cortisol to stay hyper aware. So that's not a, a bad thing. It, it's actually the, the natural process of our life. And if you think back to like, you know, centuries ago when we were in a state of hyper awareness for a little while, whether it was war, whether it was famine, and then our body would flip over to the rest and digest. Well, in our current society, a lot of people are stuck in the constant stress, the chronic stress, the all the time worrying about something, all the time anxiety. And there's a limited supply of cortisol that your brain can make to cope with the situation. And the limited supply really stresses the brain. So the brain has a backup plan to make extra. And the way that it makes extra is producing extra body fat, especially near the midsection, um, near all our, our vital organs. It creates fat because fat can produce its own cortisol. Fat can produce its own hormones. So when we see body fat increase, we look at 
are you under chronic stress that's not being addressed and you are constantly feeding the fight, flight, and freeze response because there's no end in sight to the stress. So the way that our body is stressed is not just environmental stressors or, you know, people in our life and situations. Our body's also under constant stress from toxins in our environment. If we live in an environment where there's not clean air or clean water, um, that's huge for your nervous system to have to deal with. Also getting um, influence from the things that are absorbed into your body. So toxins can be absorbed from shampoo, from hand sanitizers, from hand creams and scented candles and things like that get absorbed into the body and create a stress on the body. So not only is it our everyday stress that we mentally are dealing with, but the toxins in our environment, this can cause imbalance in the gut. And this causes digestion to be put on hold. And when our body's not properly processing food, it creates yet another stress. So it can be an endless circle of stress upon stress upon stress. And that is what is depleting us of our energy and throwing all the other things off. Because when that happens, our body gets concerned, <laughs> dare I say stressed, because it raises our blood pressure and our blood sugar. So what we can do about it is, of course, we can look for support for reducing the stressors in our life, whether that's through things like meditation or restorative yoga or therapy. There's a lot of energy work that has really helped me work through some of the stressors in the way that I perceive environments and situations, um, which has helped me to flip into the rest and digest and not stay in the hyper aware state. But day-to-day -day things that you can do are certainly reduce toxins in your household. You can look at the cosmetics you put on your skin, the detergents that you wash your clothes in that sit on your body for 24 hours a day, and get rid of dryer sheets, get rid of air fresheners. The use of fragrance in our daily lives is astounding. It is so toxic for our hormones and our endocrine system that it really shouldn't even be legal. It's not actually regulated by the FDA but that's a story for another day. Um, drinking clean water, and the only actual clean water is distilled water because the water is actually separated from the sediment and other uh, total dissolved solids in the water. It's actually separated out through distillation. So that's the only actual clean water that we're putting in our body. So looking around your life and thinking of the way that toxins are being introduced into your body is the very first way that we can reduce the stressors in our life. Something else that the second pillar of what affects our hormones is the actual nutrition that we're providing our body to make hormones from. So if we're looking at long-term dieting, such as keto diets, intermittent fasting, long-term diets, these diets actually create a stress on the body because the body doesn't receive the nutrition when it needs it. We, we actually mentally control the way that we get nutrition and that stresses out our adrenals because if the nutrients aren't available to make the cortisol, the backup plan is always to create more body fat. So if we're having a poor nutrient diet, or we've had one for an extended period of time, maybe our adolescent or our childhood, 
wasn't particularly nutritious. We see patterns of malnutrition years upon years upon years, and people are coming to me gaining weight and they don't understand the correlation between malnutrition and hormone production. Because when we are not nourished, our body's forced to make fat to help us. We also introduce the difficulty with self-esteem and body issues when it comes to controlling what we eat. We see disordered eating in a lot of women, especially later in life, and we're very confused. Social media has compounded the confusion of what we actually need for our bodies. And what you can do about it is talk to a licensed board certified nutritionist that knows the ins and outs of the cellular structure of your body. When we pay attention to the, the shiny new thing in the room, we're taking advice from people that don't really have the education or the experience about what goes on in the body. So stop the dieting stop the restriction. What we want to do is introduce more nourishment, more nutrition into the body so that there's enough available for your body to make hormones from instead of having to rely on the body fat and the extra fat. Because this, this endless cycle of us trying to lose fat and lose fat and lose fat, well, our body keeps creating it because we are in a state of stress, whether that's from malnutrition, whether that's from over-exercising, all the other factors that I've talked about so far. So um, th the solution to figuring out diet is to really get tested to see where you are. You can't figure out where you're going unless you know where you're starting from. And we really don't know the state of your hormones unless we can get testing to see where you are. Don't guess. When we guess we're throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that there's one little piece that sticks and going for it. Take it from me who has tried every diet under the sun in the past 20 years as an adult and not really finding what works. And now that I've been able to make the connection and introduce more nourishing food into my diet, eat breakfast every day to keep my blood sugar balanced and really understand the effects of the phytonutrients that come from all the different colored plants, that is when I can start nourishing my body and get the testing to see if it's working. Workout culture is another really dangerous area uh, for women at our age because we're told to keep pushing. And if it's not working, we're not pushing hard enough and to keep going and to introduce strength training and to, to keep going and to keep pushing and to don't give up. And it really teaches us to tune out our intuition and to tune out our body telling us that we don't have the energy reserves to do these workouts. Because let me tell you what happens if you're malnourished, you're not sleeping and you're pushing through workouts, your body has no fuel in the tank. And the way it gets more fuel is to create body fat. This is why you can be doing these workouts and these diets and pushing hard, 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 and not really seeing the results that you think you should be seeing. Your body will prioritize the stress, whether it's stress from exercise, malnutrition, toxicity, over your metabolism. Metabolism is really down on the priority list of your body because that's not what's keeping you alive. What's keeping you alive is feeding the stress in your body so that your brain can feel safe. A lot of programs, at least these days, are sold by people that are marketing and they're selling, they're in business. They're not looking for the healthy healing solution. And if you are doing these programs, you need to ask yourself, are you listening to your intuition? 
Because if your intuition is telling you to slow down and to take an extra 15 minutes of sleep rather than do the workout, there is some truth to that. And what we can do about it is look for restorative practices, things that make our body feel good and feel safe. And learning to slow down was one of the, really the hardest things I ever had to do because I was told my whole life that I shouldn't. I was told I would be perceived as lazy or not really participating in my health if I didn't grind it out every day at the gym, sweating, you know, panting, being short, short of breath. Not that there's anything wrong with those workouts, but we're really a society of all or nothing. It's very difficult for us to find our footing in the middle ground. And if you get the testing that can assess how your body makes cortisol, how it uses cortisol and how it detoxes cortisol, then you can figure out where in that workout bell curve, do you need to do all? Do you need to do nothing? Do you need to do something in between? It really helps us narrow down what is the best fit for your body and finding movement that you love. If you really dread your workouts, if you hate running, then it's probably not in your best alignment with your body to sign up for runs. You know, it, it, when you say it out loud, it kind of makes <laughs> a bell goes off of, oh yeah, I'm not a runner. I don't like running. Why did I, why am I pushing? for something that's not in alignment with my body. The, the next pillar that affects our hormones is gonna be inflammation, illness, and infections. And this part can be super tricky because we don't always know that it's happening. We don't always know that we're living with full-blown inflammation. In fact, I had a patient in my office the other day, we got her test results back and it shows that she's completely inflamed and she really had no idea. She knew something was off, but she had been living with it for so long that it wasn't, it, it just felt like her normal. And so we get to a state of toleration in the, our relationships and the amount of stress that we handle from work and, you know, getting caught up in our children's lives or our parents' lives, or we get to an adaptation and our body's still paying for all of this stress. It's, it's making the cortisol, it's producing the cortisol, and we're just piling more and more on without really knowing how much we're already doing. This can also go for infections in the gut. Uh, I recently had gut testing done and realized that I had a lot of imbalances that I really, not only was I not paying attention to them, I didn't know they were there. I didn't know. And so by continually living in a state of not really knowing what is inflamed, what is infected, it's like having a web browser with all of these tabs open that you don't realize are still running. And living this way wears down the lining of our gut. And when that happens, we see all kinds of digestive symptoms. So they seemingly come out of nowhere. But if we really trace back, to, oh, I've been in this state of stress or I've had this infection since childhood. We see this with women with recurring bladder infections, with recurring yeast infections, with fungal infections that don't really ever go away. Those things are happening day in and day out, and you're paying the price of in, in form of energy to keep them going. And this contributes to why we feel so fatigued. 
because we are doing all of these things in the background without really knowing that they're going on. And this leads to complete burnout. This leads to that, that final feather flittering down onto the pile and then, you know, breaking the back. So detoxing is crucial to getting inflammation down and to reducing infection, but we can't properly detox unless we know which pathways in our body are clear and open and detoxing and which ones are blocked. And if we get the testing, we can find that out. Pooping every day, sweating and urinating, um, those are the ways that our body naturally detoxes. But just because we're doing those things doesn't necessarily mean that we are fully breaking down and detoxing. So we do have to get the testing to see if those pathways are open and clear, or are we just pushing food out that's not been digested or absorbed? That happens too. I mean, that's the body's natural way of, of turning food into waste, but it doesn't mean that each of the steps along the way are actually happening. So we need to get testing to evaluate which nutrient deficiencies are going on so that we can replete them. Medication also influences our hormones because it changes the way that our body's naturally wired, the way that the pathways are naturally working. And especially with birth control and hormones, most doctors and gynecologists recommend birth control, be not because it fixes the problem, but because it puts the system in a state of dormancy so that you won't get the symptoms because you're not actually ovulating, you're not actually menstruating. And if you think about it, the woman's body is designed to do this every single month from you know around the age 13, 14 to mid 50s. And if we deprive the body of the natural rhythms by putting it in pause or dormancy for decades and decades and decades until we decide we want to be pregnant, it really disrupts the natural rhythm and the natural pathways that the body was designed to do and thereby muting the symptoms because you're not actually experiencing what you're supposed to be experiencing, which is ovulation and menstruation. So. What it boils down to is that synthetic chemicals that trick the brain into thinking something is happening when it is not fundamentally does not align with the whole body. And this is why we can see things called side effects. This is why we see symptoms that maybe they're not um, symptoms of PMS anymore because we've solved that problem by removing ovulation, but they can be symptoms of weight gain or headaches or, you know, moodiness because our body has to adapt and, you know, flip. It has to like switch gears to figure out the best way to go through these processes. So medication obviously creates a lot of toxicity in the body because our body has to metabolize and break down these medications to get them out. So if we're not pooping, if we're not detoxing, then these chemicals, after they're used for whatever they've been prescribed for, they hang around in the body and just create more problems. So my advice is to talk to your doctor. Do you absolutely need to be on certain things um, for given conditions? There's different avenues to go for contraception. Talking to licensed professionals and not social media or Google doctors is really going to give you the most eye-opening information about your body. If you're getting generic information that applies to quote unquote everybody, it probably isn't going to address your specific life 
your specific health history and the things that have been going on in your life. So learning to appropriately detox can only happen if we get the appropriate testing to see if you are detoxing. We wanna replete nutrients. When we take medication, medications work because it uses the nutrients that are kind of laying around for our natural processes. It uses those up. So when we, when our body goes back to, to doing the natural processes, there isn't enough. So we need to replete those vitamins and minerals. We need to know what they are. We need to know what we need to replete. Otherwise we're, again, we're walking up and down the aisles of whole foods, grabbing probiotics and grabbing vitamins, multivitamins for women. And we're taking things that we don't really actually need. And when we do that, we're causing more stress on our kidneys and liver because it's got to break down things that we don't need. So we need to take a break from things that we were told are healthy for us and they weren't given to us by a licensed professional that can understand the, the ramifications in the body. Supplements can help, but again, unless you have the testing, you don't know exactly what you need. Things that I commonly prescribe for women or magnesium because it helps with sleep, it helps with constipation, it helps with headaches. Um, if women tend to be estrogen dominant, if they have too much estrogen floating around their body, it doesn't mean that their body necessarily is making too much, which is what we go to as, as the root cause, but it's actually that the body is not able to detox the estrogen. So we use something called DIM, which comes from cruciferous vegetables. We use that to pull estrogen out of the body in a way that our body can properly break it down and detox it out. If testosterone is low, we can use supplements such as salt palmetto or panax ginseng. These are great herbs that can help stimulate the hormone to be made in the body. And this is much different from synthetically giving the body what is missing. So if you have lower energy, um, I recommend um, giving methylated B vitamins. Um, if your DHEA is low, I recommend different DHEA supplements. So um, it, it's best to get a picture of what is low, what is not being nourished, and formulating a protocol that way rather than just taking probiotics because you you were told it helps with digestion. We don't know if you need help with digestion. And if you do, we don't know if you need help with digestion in your stomach, in your esophagus, or in your large intestine. There's different bacteria in different places. And when we do random probiotics, we don't really know what we're feeding. Hormone health depends on these five pillars and how you manage them, how you manage your stress, your nutrition, your exercise, your illness and infection, and your medication and supplements. So if you can get a grasp on these five pillars, this is going to be the key to rebalancing your hormones. So how can you address all of these things together? It can be super overwhelming if you're not really sure where to turn. Well, the Hormone Happiness Project is an eight-week, highly personalized group program that addresses all five of the pillars, including the testing that you can do at home. You do it at home, you send it in, I get the results, and I go over each and every result with you so that we can come up with a game plan for your stress and cortisol levels, your nutrition, your detoxing, and understanding what each of the facets of the testing is saying about 
what is going on in your body, getting a personalized protocol, which allows you and your health history and your picture to be nourished in ways that you might not have known needed to be. There's weekly check-ins with me, a nutritionist, every week to keep you motivated and inspired. And of course, to answer your questions as things come up. This program has changed many women's lives because the testing is easy to do. It's over $800 if you were to get the testing done in a doctor's office, if you can find a doctor that will do it. But it's so crucial to getting to the root cause of what is going on with your hormones. The personalized protocol that I write for you is a step-by-step -step implementation. So we don't go from zero to 180 degrees, changing all of your lifestyle patterns and, and giving you supplements and herbs. We take it step-by-step step so you can actually gradually change what's going on in your body to rebalance so that eventually you won't need the supplements and the medication. So this program is really helpful for women that are busy and they don't have time to go to all of these appointments because you can listen to the weekly modules podcast style. You can download them or you can watch the videos that I walk you through each of the things that you need to do in all of the areas. If you feel frustrated, confused, and just kind of fed up with what the status quo with what you've been trying with what you've been hearing if you're tired of being tired and you're just kind of apathetic you really want to get that joy back and that passion back but you just don't have the energy to do it you feel so unmotivated irritable isolated feeling gaslit being told that everything's fine or you're overreacting or your experience is not valid in the hormone happiness project i personally encourage advocating for yourself and your health, giving you language to talk about the way that you feel, to feel empowered and confident in your body so that you can understand what is happening. It gives you a renewed sense of energy and true clarity about connecting what the testing is saying with how you're feeling and your lived experience. I hope you enjoyed listening to that excerpt from the webinar that I did about being hormonal. And I would really love to personally invite you to join the next round of the Hormone Happiness Project because we really do dive into the five pillars of the things in your lifestyle that are affecting your hormone health. And a lot of these you might not even realize. So before thinking that there's so, so much work to do, we can actually take a step back and do some more of the simpler things first. And then we can dive in to the functional testing to really get down to what is happening in your body. If you want more information about the Dutch testing or the Hormone Happiness Project, please visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. You can find all the information. You can also reach me on social media. Thanks. See you next week. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.